Welcome. You've made it tough shit. Podcast puts your first world problems into perspective. We are your hosts. I am Corey. I'm irritated today. Hi, irritated. No, I'm Chris, but I'm feeling irritated. <laughs> and I, Why are you irritated? I don't you know. You shouldn't be. I know. You love and I recording. don't want to go into this with a bad attitude. And I know that like being like your mood can influence. What am I trying to say? I can't think. Your mood will influence like the, the attitude I would, of the show, I would the think pace that, of the show. Yes, I think it would be beneficial to me if you complimented me, and it has to be a genuine compliment. Not and don't say anything about the zit between my eyes. I I wasn't gonna say anything about the zit. You pointed out the zit that I can barely see. Just say something nice to me, and maybe it'll make me feel better. Your arms look pretty big. Have you been lifting weights? No, I've been lifting my dog, who's forty-five pounds now. And so, believe it or not, I can lift her up. Forty-five pounds, I can bench press a dog. All right, I can deadlift a dog. You can deadlift it. Forty-five <laughs> pounds. Well, I can bring her over and show you if you want. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I've seen you do it. Thank you. That's very nice. I wore a sleeveless shirt today because it's 100 fucking degrees outside, mm-hmm. and I'm in a room with you covered in blankets. Yeah. What, what oh, a good day fuck, to do I'm this. I'm sweating right out of my asshole. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I think that's called pooping. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you've made it the tough shit. Um, off the top, check out our Instagram at TSPodcastOfficial. Uh, be sure to follow us there because we've been doing giveaways of T-shirts and other things. So, yeah, be sure to follow that. Follow us on Spotify, or Pandora, Apple, wherever. Leave a review if you'd be so kind. Uh, please consider directly supporting us through the anchor.fm link in the show notes. It helps us on our crusade of not doing sponsored content. I told you I didn't agree with the crusades. You did. Okay. This is a personal crusade that oh, you're you and shinning I again. have. You're shinning again. Shill. Shilling again. Shinning? You're a shill. Uh, shout out. And then follow us if you see us walking, too. Corey will give you a t-shirt. Nope, that's not how that works. That's stalking. Then you'll get a t-shirt for stalking, whatever. You don't get a t-shirt for stalking. You get arrested. Oh, well, then that, too. <laughs> you get arrested or shot, depending on however it goes. So on that note... Uh, while on the Anchor FM link, uh, shout out to Bree and Arlene and Sarah M and Sarah J and Kathy M, right? Yeah. That five of them? Yeah. Did we lose one? I thought we had six donators. No. I think, oh. I think it was. Well, I, whoever I left. I don't know now. Come I'm on, confused. give us a chance. Uh, you're throwing me off. No, thank you to everybody. That yes. is awesome. That thank is that very, is great. Very much. Uh, eventually, we would like to get a little better microphones, but uh, till then, we're doing fine. Money coming in, it justifies me being over here right now while my wife is staining the carport by herself. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. <laughs> yeah, as you should, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> your your husband's over here just sweating his ass off. I am soaked already. Uh, I just took a shower ten minutes ago. Yeah. I just finished this story 10 minutes ago. Not in well, the, well, half, maybe an hour ago. It wasn't in the shower. All right, go ahead. Last, last thing off the top, uh, if you would like to buy any shirts or hoodies from us, check out studio4east.com and check out their online store section. You can find our merch. If you do order, please be patient because they're a smaller outfit and they wait until there's a large enough order to ship, to print and ship shirts. So that's cool. And please just share the so show. If, if you're waiting a while, it's really the fault of anybody who hasn't bought a shirt yet. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So by if, if so you, it's on you. You don't. Oh, my God. You are in a shit mood. <laughs> All right. Uh, so speaking of uh, you taking your probably is this your second shower of the day? No, one. Wow. Just one. Yeah, I know. 
It so what, what, what's what's that a good segue into? Showering? Yeah. I guess. Oh, the show. Yeah. What's Can the I sub- say that we're, we're the subject that we're doing today? Sure. What is it? Do you usually reveal it or do I do? It doesn't matter. Well, I, I have it written. I couldn't even figure out my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, today, today on Tub Shit, we're doing our personal hygiene yeah, episode. Yeah, it's a hygiene episode. And it's something that's very close to my heart because I'm the cleanest boy in this room right now. I'm a clean boy. I'm always taking showers. How many showers a day do I take, Corey? On average, three. Well, two. But weekends, yeah, sometimes three. Yeah, you shower a lot. Yes. You get clean a lot. It's really... And like... Everything and you then, read. I guess that's not well. Yeah, some things I've read like too much showering will dry your skin out and you'll get worse skin. I have horrible skin. Yeah, but I'm terrified of being dirty, so <laughs> it's kind of a paradox, I guess. But like uh, everybody says, don't wash your hair every time. Like there's all these microbes and oils and shit and the on your body that's supposed to stay there. I don't want it there. That's believable. I want to be clean and like I I can take a shower mm-hmm. and be dirty in ten minutes. Yeah, well, you sweat just, you That's know. It's disgusting. Yeah, you are a sweaty beast. Uh, okay, hygiene. Would you like to know the Oxford Dictionary description of hygiene? Oh, I don't need to I know switched, the definition. I switched, I switched up. I, I went with Oxford. I didn't use uh, Webster's. Okay. Why? I don't know. against it, Webster's? No, it was just the first one. Okay. Hygiene is described as conditions or practices conductive to maintaining health and preventing disease, especially through cleanliness. So there. That is the episode today. Do you, Christopher, have any first world complaints with your hygiene when you're taking your two to three showers a day? I love taking showers. Nothing makes me feel like a new person than taking, like, oh, I get clean. Mm-hmm. I just, I can have the worst day and just take a hot shower and I just feel good. What, I if, what the, if you don't have your particular soap or shampoo or something to that effect? No, I won't leave the house. I won't go near another human being. Come on. I'm serious. So if you don't have your special, what kind of soap do you use? I make my own soap. Actually, oh, that's, that's right. not you entirely true. Yeah. Dad and I, my dad and I make soap, but I have not been making it for about two years. So he makes it by himself. <laughs> so you haven't used soap in two years? <laughs> no, I use bar soap. Mandy orders me bar soap from that company that makes that awful toilet paper out of bamboo. Oh, what's that called? Splintered hole? No, I don't want to say in case they want to become a sponsor. Oh yeah, they're going to want to sponsor Tough Shit the podcast. You don't know. Aren't isn't the whole point we don't want sponsors? Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. Maybe we want sponsors on Instagram someday. It's Grove. I don't know. It's Grove. I don't know. And they always write something nice on the. You box guys wipe your ass that. with leaves or whatever the fuck you do. Anyway, so well, is that your only complaint? That's your only uh, first world complaint. So the only other thing that came to mind, and I don't know why, I snowballed. I'm like, what am I going to talk about at the beginning of the show? That's what my voice sounds like in my head. I still haven't got my voice back. Is when we like, I when I get clean. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm like an old dog. Yeah. You know, that like no matter how time you wash it, it's still fucking dirty and smells a little bit. <laughs> I don't, it made so me, I don't know where you're getting this from because you don't, you, I don't think you're a stinky person. Thank you. That's two compliments before we even got into yeah. the stories. Like, yet. cause if you were, I would let you know. That's a good friend. Uh huh. Yeah. I wish because would I would, just, I would give you the shit but about it. You would be it. nice about it. Like, God, you fucking stink, you wretch. I wish people would tell 
people that, but nicely. Like mm-hmm. that day that I went, and I had all those uh, zits I popped with toilet paper over my face. Remember? And I went to like four stores I've had and that the happen. video store, and nobody said anything to me. I looked really <laughs> stupid. Who's that guy walking around with tiny Japanese flags on his face? Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that links into something. But no, I guess my only complaint is like like an old like it made me think of this old dog that our buddy Al had, Rusty, who could never get clean Aww. ever. You could wash him over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when we were really little kids, he used to hump us, and we were super small. And I remember him humping me into the snow, and I thought I was going to die because I had my face <laughs> in the snow. Seriously. Humped, humped to death by a stinky dog. Yeah. I, I could almost see like, that paper headline. The other day, I'm like, I wonder, like, I wonder if a dog has ever humped a child to death. So as I started searching, like, uh. dog drives boy into snow, <laughs> like... <laughs> I switched to DuckDuckGo. Oh, I'm but sure it didn't, you did. I didn't get the You're results. You're still I was on expecting. a list. You're still on some government watch list. I, um, <laughs> all right. Some complaints. Uh, first world complaints might be you don't have your special twelve dollar uh, twelve dollar a bar goat milk soap uh, for your tender skin, or not being able to properly remove the four pounds of makeup you apply daily, so you break out. Perhaps you keep wearing the same clothes for too long because you don't feel like doing laundry. And the list really does go on and on, but honestly, there should be no complaint because you should just not be a grubby little turd and wash yourself. That's kind of how I feel about hygiene. I work in a lot of places that are very, very dirty. And I'm telling you right now, you don't need to have a lot of money to keep clean. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I think you can get toiletries, toiletries for free from the county i'm pretty sure you can get they soap. give you condoms i i think they will give you soap too i think they make soap at the dmv here and that's then... not how that works oh 60 hmm. percent of what comes out of your mouth I'll wait till today oh um, boy uh so is it do you have all right so personal story i have this section is your personal story just about your showers and your woes of keeping Keeping hygienic? No, it was about getting humped by that dog. So, oh, that's That was the personal story. Oh, okay. I told you, man, I'm so fucking, like, fucked up from this week, and my voice... It sounds better. I will say your voice sounds better. It'll be ruined after today. If you have not heard the talking shit for April of this year, listen to it, because it's fucking hilarious. I sound really stupid. I'm very embarrassed. Oh, it's awesome. I I laughed listening. No, I'm so behind. I didn't even take notes for the show today. I brought my notebook. I just There's nothing. Here, hang in on. It. What is it? it? Yeah. It's just open the tough shit from like May of last year. Oh, That's okay. all. Because I just didn't have time to write notes. <laughs> Obviously, because it's going are, on and on. Yeah, now. I know. You are a wreck today. Fuck. You've me. been a wreck this month. It's been a shitty month, though. I get it. Not um, really. I shouldn't complain. So, the personal story I got, I have shared it before, but I the every time I die concert when I fucking stunk. Didn't you just talk about that? I'm a not. Th- ago? But that's not my main one. That was a pretty bad one. You smelled really bad. I did. We I told you because we were fr- your Forgot friends. deodorant, hungover, just smelled like Ooh, shit. Oh, I have something else, but i wait. Um, but another one that stands out is I was probably, uh, yeah, I was like 21, and I just moved into my first house, and I always did laundry and did whatever, but I never really thought. Mind you, I moved from my parents' house because I had spent the whole year before renovating the shit house that I moved into, and- so when I lived at my parents' house, I never really thought about doing my bedding, washing my bedding, because my mom would just come in and like I'd be every like, week. Oh. Yeah. So I moved in and I'm like, I got in bed the one night. I'm like, man, these fucking sheets are kind of like, kind of stiff. And I was like, 
Fuck me. I haven't washed these things in like months. <gasps> That's disgusting. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But I was like, I was 21. I was focused on getting drunk and being a fucking 21 year old kid and having a hoot. So that was my first foray and I washed them and the water was fucking gross. I was like, ugh. It's crazy the stuff that can come out of you. That's why mm-hmm. I slough it off. Twice so yeah, a day. I, I, yeah, I have a much better routine of washing the sheets and. We yeah. wash our sheets every Sunday, and by we, I mean Mandy does it. Yeah. Yeah, we're on a pretty good uh, rotation on that. But, yeah, that's my personal story. I was disgusting. Uh, but, luckily, I, I normally shower in the evenings, so I wouldn't go to bed dirty. So that helped, but still, you should do that. Uh, quick statistic. According to World Bank, as of 2020, uh, throughout the world, <laughs> 2.3 billion people lacked basic hygiene services. That would be hand-washing facility with soap and water. And that's pretty high, considering there is only 8 billion people on the planet. Uh, they also go on to state that hygiene promote or hygiene promotion is the most cost-effective health action to reduce disease. Then, yes. Yeah. I agree with that. If they asked me my opinion, I'd say, you guys are doing a good job, whoever's doing those statistics, because you're absolutely right. I love washing my hands. I like to wash my hands in public restrooms, and then I use my elbows to open the door. Except the other day, there was a door with a foot thing. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? The bottom yeah. where you grab it with your foot? Yeah. But the, the fucking door latched. So what are you supposed to do? You still got to touch the handle. They wasted all that money to put that foot thing in, but mm-hmm. you still have to open the door with your hand. Oh, my God. You're a, I, did, I guess, yeah, you're a germaphobe, I would say, the amount of washing. Yeah. But then I think about your job. It's disgusting. Yeah, when you have to like crawl underneath a oh, uh, trailer, the trailer like cat, cat shit and piss all over yeah. spiders. I put cobwebs. myself. I'm, it's a completely different part of my brain. It's just like there's. It's as if what? it's as if work Christopher goes to work and then regular Christopher stays home all day and doesn't do anything and then work Christopher comes back and regular Christopher washes him. In Multiple the, in personalities. The tub. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Or the wash basin. <laughs> Sometimes the sink when he was a baby. Yeah. You still, I could see Mandy washing you in the sink. We just washed Jenny in the sink the other day. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. You're going to have a hard time next year trying to do that. She's a big girl. You'll have to take her to the fucking car wash. Who's your big girl, Jenny? Yeah. <laughs> Does she listen to the show? I hope so. <laughs> Daddy says hi. I, 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 I think I read something somewhere about how you shouldn't talk to people like that because that's not how you talk to no, people. No, because you like, sound like a fucking you moron. You sound like a moron. Like, imagine you're like going into an important business and be like, how are all you guys Boochie today? Boochie Boochie Aren't you a bunch of cuties? Oh, you do interviewer. Let me tickle you. Mm, you Get over here. Let me wash you because this is the hygiene episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got a couple stories to share with you involving hygiene. Well, at least mine does. Christopher already warned me that his probably doesn't. And he picked the topic this month, so we'll see. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, yeah, I kind of went a little off the rails today. Let's Uh, just say I have a very special treat, and today will be a first for the show. Oh, boy. Are you quitting? No, I have have nowhere else to go. Unless, well, once I (laughs) get my own recording. Yeah, Shush Be Quiet's going to be big. Uh, I'm I'm sure that's going to be a blast. But you have to go first. All right. Uh, and I even had it that you go first because I went first last time for the full episode, but I'll make a special arrangement just for you. Thank you. It You're wouldn't work otherwise. You're quite welcome. I, I mean, I realize we run such a tight ship around here that, you know. It, I don't it, like getting on boats. I know. Yeah, you don't like water, do you? Nah. Planes, water, any of that no, stuff? No, especially a plane in the water because then oh, that means something boat? went wrong. 
Huh? A float boat. Yeah, like a, oh, a plane. Floats are supposed to float. Like a float plane. Oh, no, no that yeah. doesn't like, I don't like that. No? No. I don't know if I've ever done one. So, okay, all right, let's go. First story is from me. So here we go. Did you title it? No, I never title it. It okay. says story. Oh, okay. I do that with all. It just says story. Okay. <coughs> all right. Who remembers the early days of the most recent pandemic? When all a person had to do to not get the illness that was going around was wash their hands and stay six feet away from other people. Now, that seems like a pretty easy solution to deal with a respiratory disease that was obviously airborne, but I digress. From there, it went on to wearing masks and later vaccinations. Though the way our elected officials chose to enforce said measures was shoddy at best, but the one constant that stood out uh, was that right off the bat, the first thing people were asked to do was practice better hygiene. I know some people feel like having been told to wear a mask or use hand sanitizer was comparable to being thrown into one of Stalin's gulags oh in Siberia. Oh my God, it's so tough for us. But I assure you that after today's tale of woe, uh, your woes of dealing with the poorly crafted government mandates of the past two years will seem like a walk in the park. <clears throat> Keeping oneself see, uh, clean has been a staple in the prevention of spreading disease since the adoption of modern germ theory in the 1800s and a boom in sanitization practices took off by the early 1900s, with the discovery of keeping oneself clean can keep you alive. As the practice of keeping hands and bodies washed up was becoming commonplace, the idea of keeping a person's hair and scalp clean was just as important, and had already been known for centuries. And that is most likely due to the fact that mankind had already been dealing with God's gross little mistakes known as lice. Oh, this is why you told me to avoid lice. Yes. I've never had lice. I remember lice good. scares from school. Oh, that was remember a big thing. Because they would have, they'd put us all in the auditorium together to talk about it, and then the lice would jump to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'd cram us in a room. Yes. I was a buzz cut kid. I had a fucking buzz cut from like age 5 to 18. I had whatever my mom did. I think yeah. I had a bull cut for a little while. I could see you rocking a bull yeah. cut. I was kind of stupid because I thought it was a bull cut, B-U-L-L, -L, and I didn't understand. Oh, like but you're no, a girl, but I'm it was a bull. a bull cut because uh -huh. you use a bowl. Yeah, it looked like your head stuffed in a toilet bowl. Yes. Like, okay. uh, never mind. All right, anyway. <laughs> As some of our regular listeners may recall in the cooking episode, parasitic body lice were still a massive problem during the early 20th century as they helped to fuel more death in the famine-plagued 1920s Russia. Those little blood-sucking shit sacks were known for spreading nasty diseases, namely typhus. Typhus is a bacterial infection that causes fever, flu-like symptoms, and horrible rash that covers the entire body. It has similar effects to consuming over 30 bush lights in an evening, and left untreated is a death sentence. What happens if you drink that much bush light? Uh, flu-like symptoms. Oh, yeah. okay, that first part. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> the part I already said. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> now, today's story takes us to the U.S.-Mexico border in 1917, specifically to the city of El Paso. By this point in history, the U.S. government had grown tired of the fighting in Mexico and tried to make a half-assed attempt to better the relations with our southern neighbor. And so, daily migrant workers would be allowed entry into the U.S. by the thousands to pick crops, clean homes, and work labor jobs, similar to what goes on today. But a 1915 typhus outbreak stemming from Mexico City had begun to head north and was starting to get some U.S. officials a little worried. One of these officials concerned for a potential U.S. outbreak of typhus 
was the newly elected germaphobe, germaphobe racist mayor of El Paso, Thomas Calloway Lay Jr. Uh, mayor Lay would regularly go on tirades demoralizing Mexicans, calling them dirty, lousy, destitute spreaders of disease, and blaming them for all illnesses within the city. Uh, the mayor would constantly pester the federal government, asking for a full quarantine of all Mexican migrant workers, demanding they be locked up for two weeks at a time before entering the city to combat the potential of a lice-induced typhus outbreak. Uh, he doesn't sound like a nice guy. Oh, he's a shitbag. Uh, though the silk panty-wearing mayor never got his wish of forced quarantines, he did receive some guidance on the matter from the head public health officer for El Paso, Dr. B.J. Lloyd. <laughs> what, what, B.J.? Yeah. A blowjob Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> How bet you all the other doctors picked on him so much? <laughs> it's nice. I don't even know if blowjob was a, called that then. I don't know. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> Lloyd suggested instead of a full-blown forced, uh, full-blown forced quarantines for all, that a delousing plant be opened, and every migrant entering the country would have to undergo a sanitization pro- uh, progress. Sorry, can't talk. Sanitization makes two of us. Yeah, sanitization process before they could enter the country. Now, one might think that it probably wasn't a bad idea to check someone over before they came into the country. Maybe a quick look through the scalp with a lice comb, temperature checks, or just some basic Q&As. But what these people went through in the name of hygienic safety was appalling. Now, the first forms of dealing with lice in prisons or bulk holding areas at the time was to quite literally bathe inmates with gasoline. What the fuck? Come on. (laughs) Yep. But a 1916 fire that broke out in a jail and ultimately burnt 28 people alive forced health officials to take a different avenue in dealing with lice. So the following was put in place for every single person that stepped foot through the El Paso border crossing in 1917. Migrants would arrive at the border delousing plant via trolleys from Juarez, where the first order of business was to separate the men from the women and children And then from there, they were forced to remove all of their clothing so it could be steam cleaned in high temperature vats. The migrants' temperature sensitive items, such as shoes, belts, and hats, were to be treated with cyanogen, a cyanide based toxic gas, so they wouldn't be damaged by the heat. But a lot of times, those items would get steamed anyway and ultimately ruined. Floppy hats and melted shoes were a very common sight. And that's what they all, as that, the Mexicans wear floppy hats. No, they wear like the <laughs> traditional sombrero, but a regular hat. Like, oh, okay. Like a regular big brimmed hat at the time. Yes, they like were like hat. a felt. Kind of like they that. got steamed, they'd get ruined. Oh, like that wool yeah. hat I have. We all don't wear. wear. They didn't wear dogfish head trucker hats. Well, you picking on me? No. You said something nice earlier, and I'm wearing. I gotta I... take those back. You're down one. I gave you two compliments. I just took one back. I bought this hat in Delaware, <laughs> and it was a souvenir. <laughs> you bought. You bought your. I'm we not are- surprised. Anyway, all right. Common sight among Mexican workers. All right, now, the now completely naked men, women, and children would then be lined up for a full lice inspection and treatment. These inspections consisted of being searched from head to toe for any signs of lice. Uh, their hair would be not so gingerly dug at with a lice comb, and if a person got the all clear, 
they could then move on to the spa treatment of being disinfected with a relaxing spray of kerosene and soap. Oh, okay. That was gonna that started to sound nice for a minute. Yeah. No, kerosene is less flammable than gasoline. And soap is very flammable. Now <laughs> after going through all of that, a person could finally move on to processing for entry. But let's say you didn't get the all clear. And they did find some of those dirty blood-sucking lice on your head. Well, the men would be buds down to peach fuzz, and their hair was burned right there on the spot. They would then get their chemical misting and have to go back to the beginning of the line to do everything all over again. However, the inspectors were a little kinder to the ladies. They would make the women wrap their heads in vinegar and kerosene-soaked towels for 30 minutes, so they could at least get to keep their hair and didn't have to go full Jada Smith. Uh, ah, yeah, modern thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I even know about that. Yeah, that's surprising. Will Smith's kind of a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I think she beats him. But anyway, plus, uh, plus, the women looked better with hair in all of the secretly taken nude photos that guards snuck of them to share at the local bars. Some real gentlemen inspectors. Wow. There. Yeah. So. As word began to spread in the border towns across Mexico of the not-so-friendly sanitization practices and nudie photo shoots, the migrant workers who had to deal with them were becoming pretty irate about the whole situation. And just like the lockdown protests kicked off across the globe these past two years, it didn't take long for a chemical bath border crossing protest to fire up. In January- that seems like a worthwhile protest. In January of 1917, a teenage migrant worker by the name of Carmelita Torres, who had heard all of the terrible stories coming out of the El Paso bathhouse, demanded she be allowed entry without going through the showers, but was swiftly denied. She also asked for her trolley fare so she could return to Juarez, to which she was denied that. And that was the final straw for her. Carmelita rallied all of the female trolley riders to join her in protesting the bathhouse, And by 10 a.m., several thousand Mexicans had joined in on the madness and started a full-blown riot. No shit. Yeah. Trolley cars were seized, sanitization workers were hit with rocks, and federal guards were beaten. Uh, The rioting spread to both sides of the border. Uh, The El Paso and uh, Juarez entries were being overrun by angry migrants. By the next day, the riot had shifted focus away from the mistreatment of (laughs) Mexican border crossers to a more political one that focused on Mexico's current leadership. Apparently they they were just done like the Mexican Revolution and all that was yep. still kind of kicking off. Um but by day 3, authorities yeah, isn't that kind of like why part well, one of the reasons we sort of delayed our entry into World War 1 because we were distracted be, uh, we were That that was the reason why we just kind of were like all right, we're done focusing on Mexico. Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. Right. Cuz it was what 1918 1917 17 we got in. Yeah, but 18 17. in the war. 17 we got in. Yeah. I think. Okay, Th- that that's one of the reasons. They were okay. worried about Europe. So, uh but by day 3, authorities on both sides of the fence literally brought in the cavalry to get the situation under control and disperse the angry mobs. Hundreds of people were injured or arrested including Carmelita Torres. Now, you may think that a massive protest like that would get the government to reevaluate their current border hygiene policies, but you would be sadly mistaken. The delousing bathhouses ultimately spread across the entire southern U.S. border, and migrant workers would have to go through that horrible process for another 40-plus years until the program was finally scrapped in the 1950s. No fucking way. Yeah. And it's worth noting, uh, as time went on, 
the sanitization protocols got worse, not better. Uh, kerosene baths were replaced with horrible pesticides like DDT and Zyklon B, uh, which was better known. Why does known, that sound familiar to me? Which was better known for its use in Nazi concentration oh, camps. Oh, that was the gas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In fact, German scientists in the 1930s took notice of the El Paso bathhouse protocols and applied them in their country. Like fucking same, wild. Yeah. And then we took a bunch of shit from the Germans. Oh, yeah. It's just back and forth. Mm-hmm. So the entire saga of the El Paso bathhouse riots and chemical showers at the border truly are a cautionary tale of how far people will go in the name of hygiene. So next time someone asks you to cover a sneeze or wash your hands before doing something, just be grateful that you aren't getting forced to strip down naked, having your head shaved, and then covered in kerosene, all while some pervert sneaks pictures of you. The end. That's I've never heard of that. I never knew about that either. Why is everybody so, like, I never understood, okay, not everybody's down on Mexicans, but we tend to live in a little bit of a, closer to a rural area. So, like, <laughs> like the, it comes up. I don't get it. They have the best fucking food in the world. I have, I would put Mexican food and Indian mm-hmm. food. That would be my desert island ethnic foods. One of the, so probably Mexican. You just like them because they have good flavored food. And beautiful names. And they work on farms up here. I was going to say, they're Nobody really, else wants to do that. Exactly. They're, they're really, taking their jobs. Well, do you want to fucking work at a farm and stick your hand up a cow's ass? No, I don't. No, they, they, they are incredibly hard workers. Yes. Absolutely. And good skin. Yeah, I, yeah, probably all those kerosene baths over I, the years. Oh, I have a follow-up question. Yes. Anybody, do we have an email? No, we don't. Actually, I've been meaning to do that. Anybody we know? do, but I'm. It's not. I. I it's like the uh, accounts one. So I'm gonna set up like a Q and A one or something. Anybody know who has more lice, Americans or Mexicans? DM Corey. Let him know. Yes, yeah, so, or on Instagram. You can message me over there. Okay. Yeah. That is a no. I've never heard that. Pretty I wild. Just, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? But Some of the was... bananas bat shit stuff that they came up with back then. Yeah. Who the fuck thought they – because at some point, somebody had been doused in kerosene or gasoline before that had caught on fire. Mm-hmm. So who's in charge? How many engineers came up with that that are going to douse these guys in gasoline, yeah, not and, kerosene, and gasoline? The enforcement of the things like this back then was the real deal. Like, you know how around here or anywhere it's like – the handful of people like, well, I'm not, especially in the past year, like, well, I'm not wearing a mask. People would be like, well, whatever, you know. But back then it was like, eh, I don't want to get covered in gas. It's like, the fuck you are. You're getting covered in gas. Fuck. You know, the enforcement was brutal. Um, you know, and I think of it in modern times. I'm really glad that the government didn't try to pull shit like this during the coup. That would have not ended well. <laughs> no. So, uh, I, if I want to get covered in gasoline, it's got to be my choice. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I hate it when I get gasoline, like when it, when like somebody doesn't oh, open the thing all the way at the gas pump after they're done, and then I go to use it, and it tips out, goes down the side of your car, and then you gotta wash your car. Yeah, that's how tough I've got it. Uh, yeah, you got some bad, bad deal with gas. And this was just like a sample of things, like we were just talking that went on back then. Like I know at Ellis Island, they had some shifty hygiene protocols. Oh yeah, um, just in the 1800s. Yeah, but you had to because of oh, all yeah. the Irish. I, I am pretty sure there was a large amount of Italians mixed in there too, pal. What are you saying? You know what, what are you I'm, saying? Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bury your face in a lasagna. <laughs> oh, like even the uh, when I did the story about John Kellogg, like he was crazy hygienic. That's true. Yeah, he was a germaphobe, same kind of weird dude doing weird shit. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's 
the main story. I me. like that a lot. Was that from a book or no? There was a book, but I couldn't get my hands on a copy. But it was this was just a small story in the larger picture of Mexican Revolution and turn, okay. of, the, turn of the century uh, situation at the border. Very nice. So, but there was a, there was a lot of really good articles on this online. So from actual good places to get information. I mean, if it weren't for the gasoline, I would have shown up for a free bath, like a, a spa day. No, but it's it not a spa day. Okay. No, no, they fucking, it was bad news. And I know uh, back in the 40s and 50s when they switched to the pesticides, it was just like chemically burning their lungs. It was. I know what that's like, well, all that of, glue. Well, think about in the beginning of um, Shawshank Redemption when he's going into prison. And they throw the powder all over Oh, them. yeah. Yeah, that's the same concept in the 40s. Like, we're going to cover you in fucking DDT. That's a great movie. It is. It's really good. So, all right. That's, that's I, I, Okay, I enjoyed that very much. I'm glad that you stuck with... That was exactly what this show was supposed to be today. You per, fucking... Yeah, like 95% of the stories <laughs> no, you're incredible. I put out there. <laughs> all right, you ready to get off track? Sure. All right. All right, so what, does this even remotely have anything to do with hygiene? Technically. Technically. Yes. Um, so I I kind of had to inter- – I'll just get into it. All right, so go for it. So the title is placeholder for a very clever title I've yet to come up with. And then I forgot to come up with a title. <laughs> so it doesn't really give any <laughs> description of what it's going to be at all. Okay. Want to just get into it? Sure. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I have a very special treat in store for our listeners today. And Corey, for Corey, it's oh. for you. It's oh, for boy. them. It's for you, of course. And Corey, who will undoubtedly be a good sport and go along with that, I'm sure he will not harshly judge as a gimmick, but will relish the opportunity to learn something from an actual professional for once instead of having to swallow whatever drivel I've decided to bring up in that particular week. I'm already going to say no, but go on. Uh, what exactly am I getting to here? <laughs> well, friends, today is a day that will live in infamy, just like Pearl Harbor and Midway and a bunch of other awful movies. Except this isn't going to be awful. It's going to be really good. Uh, so I guess infamy isn't really the right word. Did you write another screenplay? No. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh. You don't talk about that. Uh, the Jobs uh, episode? Oh, no. This is nothing like that. Okay. Okay. So I guess it's it's, it's just going to be – what I'm trying to say is it's going to be a really good day for like 200 people that listen to the show. Maybe that's high end. but uh, It's like most of our audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what makes this such a special show? A show that will undoubtedly outshine Pearl Harbor and Midway put together? Now you're talking about the films because Midway and the Pearl Harbor incidents were horrible things. I know. I'm talking about the movies. Okay. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, (laughs) Well, today I bring you Tough Shit's first ever guest host. Oh, boy. As today's show approached, I became more and more concerned with the abysmal state of my typically angelic voice. You can hear it right now. Mm -hmm. You do sound better, though. A voice in this state is all well and good for slumming your ways through an episode of Talking Shit, but the prestige required for a numbered episode leaves no room for anything but the best. And today, Corey, I'm sorry to say, I'm just not at my best. Okay. But a stroke of good luck at the 11th hour provided me with the perfect solution. See, I have a cousin, Greg, who lives in Atlanta, not far from CDC headquarters. Okay. Greg was born with an immune deficiency that has rendered him a magnet to rare infectious diseases. At the same time, nothing seems able to kill him. So naturally, his proximity with his proximity to the CDC, the federal government purchased him from his parents at a young age and have been experimenting on him for decades. 
But none of that's really important. What is important to us is that Greg has naturally developed some questionable friendships with several CDC employees, Mm -hmm. one of which is today's guest, a Mr. Hank Osterman. Hank is a junior CDC officer acting as the interim director of the CDC branch responsible for researching personal hygiene-related deaths. Okay. Mr. Osterman himself. You've been listening to too much beef and dairy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was going (laughs) to reference that at the end. Um, So (laughs) Mr. Osterman himself uh, specializes in the innumerable ways one can die in a bathtub. All right. This has, of course, earned Hank the unenviable nickname Tub Boy, a mean-spirited reference to Tub Girl that Hank mercifully does not understand. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Okay. But either way, this week happened to mark the one annual outgoing phone call that my cousin Greg was allowed to make, and he just so happened to pick me as this year's recipient of said call. After explaining to Greg the dilemma I faced in trying to save the remaining shreds of my vocal cords, he was quick to suggest I contact Mr. Osterman who's in the midst of a speaking tour that saw him in the Buffalo area acting as a guest to area radio shows and podcasts in an effort to bring public awareness to the true pandemic, the less sexy pandemic, the unassuming but deadly bathtub. (laughs) I spoke to Mr. Osterman earlier this week, and he graciously agreed to join us here on Tough Shit and take over hosting duties for yours truly and maybe educate our listeners on the killer in our midst. The porcelain poker, the taker of souls, the original wet bandit, the bathtub. Do so, you have any actual historical context to this? There are two things in here that are absolutely one hundred percent true. Okay, at so, least at least we got that. Yes, definitely. All right. So, uh, without further ado, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand over the mic to our very special guest, Mr. Hank Osterman. Come on in, Hank. The door is opening. There's no other person in the room. Wait a minute. Here's take your headphones, Hank. Okay. I wish we did YouTube. (laughs) No uh, one has come in or left the room. (laughs) Stop it. Hank's right here. Thank you, Hank, for doing this. You're just a hell of a guy. I'll let you guys have fun. You are a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wait. Wonderful. Wonderful. Just uh, let me get these on here. Wow, Hank, you sound a lot like Chris. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There we go. Got him on. I'm getting used to the headphones this past month. Lots and lots of headphones, this tour and all. I've been getting an earful from the earbuds and headphones transmitted disease department when I get back to headquarters and bet on that. (laughs) Knee slapper, hey? Yeah. Oh, God. Everybody tells me that. So now, Corey, before we get acquainted, uh, allow me a moment to reassure your listeners that I am, in in fact, Hank Osterman. And not your co-host, Chris. Uh, it's rather uncanny and, frankly, a little eerie how practically identical our voices are. Uh, couple, couple that with this rasp I've developed from your constant radio and podcast interviews over the past few weeks. And some of you out there might be asking yourselves if this isn't just some elaborate joke being played on you and that Hank Osterman doesn't even really exist. Hank, you ever seen the movie Split? Uh, with that British man. Yes. Right? With the split personality. No, I never watched it. I don't watch movies. It's a great film. No, I, uh, you, I, should, <laughs> you, should, you should watch it and then go see a doctor. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, it's not Chris, okay? Chris is actually outside in Corey, Corey's living room watching dog TV on YouTube. He okay. likes to watch the ducks. So, yes, I'm Hank Osterman. It's a pleasure to meet you, Corey. Just real quick, though, it's actually Dr. Hank Osterman, or just doctor, yeah, if you don't mind. dick doctor. Okay. Got to stroke that <laughs> ego, am I right, huh? <laughs> Get it all over the table, if you will. Uh, uh, speaking of which, I see you're still using a Zoom H4N Pro. 
to record today. It's too bad, I'm sure you're aware, if you had the H6N, the three of us could have done this together. What were the extra mic ports and all? Oh, well, you'll get there, huh? Am I right? Yeah, that's why we're trying to raise some money for better equipment, Hank. Oh, okay. We now, can't all be some government-padded employee, but go on. I make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sure you do. So, on with it, then. I'm hating this interview. <laughs> First off, if you don't mind, uh, my employer, the CDC, requires all public-facing employees to make sure their hosts are aware of certain off-limit and trigger words that we're not legally allowed to uh, use during interviews. Mm-hmm. So let me just get this little formality out of the way right now, then we ought to be good to continue. So real quick, I am legally obligated to inform you that I cannot and will not speak the following words. Uh, pussy, retarded, or cocksucker. Uh, during That's the weird. Re- Those are the same words that Chris put in his mind camper. No kidding. Yeah. Do you, do you thing. do mind campers? I actually have a mind gremlin. Uh, the car. I just, yeah, the I small keep car. most of the things in the trunk of it. That's a that's yeah. smaller than a camper. So. Well, I haul a camper with it, and that's oh, uh, wow. yeah. My family lives in the a camper. Lot, I a live lot in of the, baggage there. I I live in the gremlin. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I can't say that. So please don't ask me to say any of those words. I appreciate it. I could, it could get serious. Uh, being a federal employee, if I say any one of those words, I could be issued a firm warning. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, what's a male chicken? Oh, cock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's yep. another name cock. for a lollipop? Oh, I mean, I'd call it a sucker. Yeah. What if you put those together? I mean, it would just be, you know, a, a cock sucker. Ah, oh, fuck. Got him. Shun of a <laughs> bitch. Well, I'm going to be in trouble now because, if, <laughs> as I said, I'm a federal employee. Uh, if I say any of those words that I just did, I could be issued a firm warning. If I'm issued more than 25 firm warnings, mm-hmm. I could face a work suspension with full pay and benefits and a personal 24-7 suspension grief counselor that will live with me for the duration of said suspension. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now that that legal bit is done, let's move on. Uh, in fact, we've kind of got to make it quick. I'm the guest speaker at a picket line outside a Bed Bath & Beyond in like 20 minutes. So, uh, bathtubs. Uh, that's what we're here to talk about, right? Sure. Okay. Hi- hygiene. Does that tie in with hygiene? Yeah. Like All I right. said, I'm part of the personal hygiene department of the CDC. So. Uh, yeah, that's right, Hank. Anyway, I'm the guy to talk to, I guess. They call me Tub Boy back at the office. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> seems to be a get a big kick out of it. Uh, Anyways, yeah, tubs. They're everywhere. And nobody gives them even a second thought. Have you ever been in a tub, Corey? Yes. Well, you're lucky I own you'd... one. You're lucky you made it back out. There's nothing more deadly in your bathroom than that porcelain casket you call a bathtub. I got a fiberglass one. I don't have porcelain. Well, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of anyone dying in a sink? Of course not. It's too small. No one can fit in a sink. Except for like a small animal. They don't live that long, though. Like an infant, maybe? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. Well, this isn't like hardened, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hell, not even today's razors are as dangerous as a tub. Sure, there's 14 blades on each one, but they're surrounded by a pound of plastic and silicone guards. You can't kill anybody with a razor anymore. You couldn't, maybe. But me? <laughs> That's another story. I could kill you with a razor easy. No problem. Of course, yeah, right, hey. <laughs> of course, it would mean another firm warning, so you're safe. Okay. Don't worry, you're pretty little head about it. I'm getting a little off course, too. Uh... I tend to do that. I've gotten more than one firm warning about it. Uh, so, yeah, bathtubs. Uh, Corey, can you tell me the first time in recorded history that the tub made its first appearance? Uh, Greeks? I have no idea. Um, I don't get, <laughs> I don't get paid to know that kind of know. nonsense. <laughs> My concern is in the here and now, namely eliminating accidental bathtub deaths. So here's the part where I go on script. 
Okay. The CDC has provided me with material outlining the most common threats presented by the modern bathtub. But do you know who provided the CDC with that material? No. I did. So I rewrote the script <laughs> and made it super fucking rad and not so boring as like to risk you killing yourself in a bathtub. Okay. On that note, first on the itinerary, killing yourself in a bathtub. Now, some may make the argument that the tub itself is a neutral player when it comes to suicides. I'm not one of those people. Uh. In a research paper I wrote some years back to the medical journal, or for the medical journal, journal, Dr. Bathtub, I made the argument that bathtub suicides had less to do with the individual's depression and more to do with the, death, or with the bathtub itself. It's my theory that when one slips beneath the warm, manipulative waters of a hot tub, the, well, the bath, sorry, yeah. the subconscious pulls or feels the pull of the countless souls lost to the bathtub-related incidents throughout millennia. And in some cases, this can lead to an almost instant sapping of any will to live. And that's all it takes. The bathtub lays claim to another victim. You you sure you don't have any mental issues, Hank? I don't think so. Okay. I've been up for... I'm up for review next month. Okay. Hmm. Eh, My mom takes care of it. I don't know. So, anyway... (laughs) So, of course, I, I think a lot of people relax in bathtubs, isn't that? Well, we're getting to the dangers okay, of relaxing okay. too much in a bathtub. All right. Of course, we all know like modern razors aren't going to do the job. So usually, like once this person is in the bathtub and they just feel the pull of just a constant sudden depression, uh, razors aren't going to do it. So usually, the victim will try swallowing a bar of soap or uh, maybe a plunger up the anus. Or even recruit a loved one to hold them down below the surface of the water until the bubbles stop. That's murder. Yeah, it's questionable. I mean, not in Oregon. <laughs> I think you can kill yourself in Oregon. I think so. Okay. No, I. No, that's just, assisted. Assisted, yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's a very real tragedy that we here at the CDC have witnessed on numerous occasions. In 2013, at our headquarters in Atlanta, a series of experiments were conducted wherein a group of volunteers were asked to bathe themselves in a manner that we requested. One group was provided with showers and the other bathtubs. The results painted a rather stark portrait when 40% of the volunteers in the tub group were dead by the end of the experiment. All suicides. I don't believe you, Hank. Well, so, I mean, that's that's compared to, like, <laughs> fi- only 5% of volunteers in the shower group died by the end. And that was more of a fluke than anything. Uh, a suspension grief counselor got a hold of a pistol from another experiment and shot one of the shower volunteers before turning the weapon on himself. That's murder suicide. Yeah, I mean, he really gummed up the results of it, too. Yeah, so. that, sound, that sounds about like some uh, studies, but go on. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> there's no <laughs> a botched there's... government study. I don't believe it. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I got to open this seltzer water. Yeah. Chris left me a couple of them. Oh, that's very thoughtful. Yeah, we yeah. drink the same kind. Polar. Yeah. I think that's because you're the same person. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. There's no shortage of other ways to die in a tub. This next one was explicitly told... I was explicitly told by my superiors at the CDC to not speak about on this tour. Okay. But from what I've been told, <laughs> no one listens to this show in the first place, so I think I'm safe. Uh, it's not like it's a controversial thing. It's just not a U.S. thing, this story. Uh, okay. Uh, the CDC doesn't want to see taxpayer dollars spent on bringing awareness to the plights of foreigners. <laughs> but as for me, <laughs> Dr. Hank Osterman, I do, especially when those foreigners share my blood. And I can assure you this is 100% – True, some of us. Um, I do. 
especially when the foreigners share my butt. I'm sure that Corey noticed this as soon as I walked into the studio today, but those listening may not be aware that I am Japanese-American. That's a lie. I have a living relatives, actually, <sighs> uh, in Japan. Uh, living relatives, sorry. In Japan that I still keep in close contact with through written letters, poems, and Google Duo. Okay. So this next <clears throat> little bit hits close to home for me. Is this the real part of the story? Well, I mean, it's all real, but this one's definitely more real than the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> I, like, let's, say, let's say that you wanted to look it up afterward and see if it's real. Okay. You would definitely, it, would, it definitely is. Okay. All right. All right. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saying, see you look a little skeptical, but mm -hmm. uh, just, just sit tight. So anyway, more Japanese citizens die in bathtubs each year than anywhere else in the world. And why is that, Hank? That sounds confusing, actually. Yeah. Because that sounds like they're just dying in other parts of the world. I mean, they, they're dying in a bathtub. Like they're on vacation and they just die in the tub on accident? Yeah. No, right. they do it in Japan. Okay. But either way, an average of 14,000 Japanese citizens perish in uh, bathtubs each year. Really? 100%. Wow. 100%. Shocking figures, I know. Yeah. Especially when put in contrast to Japanese deaths as a result of traffic accidents. In 2011, 4,612 Japanese died in car accidents. That same year, more than 14,000 died in bathtubs. I suppose the only upside to these figures is that when a Japanese citizen enters a bathtub, they're really only a danger to themselves. <laughs> now, you may be asking yourself, how? How are there so many Japanese perishing each year at the hands of what a lot of you probably consider an innocent, inanimate object? Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. It's not suicide. So let's get that right out of the way up top. Okay. okay. I don't want to hear any of this lowbrow low humor out of you, Corey. I, the expense I, of my people. No kamikaze bathtub jokes out of you, okay? Okay. Thank you. I apologize. <laughs> That's just not happening. Just okay. don't do it. So they're just so relaxed that they drown. Come on. I'm serious. I know it seems like a paradox in a country that's known for karushi. That's a death from overwork. Mm -hmm. I think I got that right. I accidentally bought a year's subscription to Duolingo, and I've been using it to brush up on my Japanese. Okay, yeah, yeah. that that makes sense, Hank. I could have I could have pegged you for a French man wanting to learn French so you could talk to a dog. I already know French. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to learn it twice. Anyway, okay. uh, yeah, death from overwork. It's a very foreign concept to a federal employee like myself, but mm -hmm. apparently it's a very real issue in Japan. The only sense I can make of all this death by tub business is that the Japanese take whatever they do to an extreme. They even relax so hard that they die doing it. See, the idea of the bath in Japan is to relax, unwind, and center yourself, not to actually bathe. In fact, you're required to shower before the bath to eliminate the possibility of any grime making it into the tub. Really? Yeah. I learned that from a great series of books where a Japanese-American, just like me, named John Rain has sex with a pile of handicapped folks. Uh, Do you remember that? Have you read those? Yes. They're very good. They're good books. That one was strange. Yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah. But, but either way, whatever. Worked. Anyway, there's probably a whole lot more to the whole Japanese tub death ep epidemic, uh, but I really got to run. Like I said... I've got a picket line to get to at Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's kind of funny. The protesters are all Japanese-Americans who fled Japan to avoid dying in a bathtub. How about that? But yeah, i got to move. Uh, they're all real sticklers about punctuality. Every one of them can tell time like you wouldn't believe. That and they all know karate. Uh, there's actually... Seems like a racist <laughs> statement there, Hank. Now, if you're half Japanese, you can say that. 
Okay. There's actually like four more pretty serious topics that I'm supposed to cover, mm-hmm. but I'm just not going to. Uh, in fact, I wasn't really supposed to bring up either topic that we did cover today. Okay. But honestly, I think I'm getting fired after this tour, so fuck it, right? What, hey, what a, Hank, don't beat yourself up. No, seriously. Like, there was some memo I got about being drunk all the time. Is that, a, I see you are wearing a uh, Imperial Cerveza shirt. Yeah, it came with a 12 pack I bought before I came over here. Oh, did you drink I drank it? them all in the car. I'm actually drunk right now. Um, Jesus, so, Hank. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked up, man. So, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not like it's like an unfounded firing. Like, I kind of had it coming. Okay. But it, the one I can con- see why, yeah. One consolation is I do get to keep my pension, health insurance, and continue to collect a paycheck, so it's not all bad. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, hey, what the hell? They actually they did ask me to run some stats by you okay, real quick. Sure. Just some bathtub-related death stats. All right, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw them a bone. Are yep. these real, too? Yeah, well, I mean, they gave them to me. Oh, so, okay. I mean, it has to be real. Uh, first one is uh, you're more likely to be murdered in a home with a tub instead of a shower. I guess a uh, tub is handy for dismembering bodies. So, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, all right. CDC recommendation is just to avoid any home with a tub. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, you can pee in a shower, but not in a tub. So don't well, pee in a tub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's just a couple more. Uh, bird baths or hot beds for spreading disease. So that's not good for birds. No, I could see that just cooking in the sun all day, hot water. Yeah, and they get full of sick. bird poop and mm-hmm. yeah. So don't get in one of those. What if you had a fresh water one just constantly moving water? Yeah, I mean that would be better. Yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not part of the bird bath department of the CDC. Oh, I So is I don't there know. a bird bath department? I'm willing to bet there's something close. Yeah, there's something close. Okay. Cuz I know that there's a <laughs> um oh, there's a cat's toenail department. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So yeah. I think All right. sure. so anyway, uh, a couple more. Let's see. One. Oh, yeah. This is actually a good thing about tubs. Uh, one good thing that about tubs, the CDC acknowledge, they do acknowledge this, uh, that if you were to fall asleep in a tub with a book, mm-hmm. the book would be ruined, but yeah. you'll automatically absorb all the information in the book through your skin. I don't think that's real, Hank. All right. Well, there's only two more. So anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> this kind of a challenge for me to pick out what's real, what's not? I'd say half and half. I yeah. mean, that's uh, no, I mean, it's all real. I fell out of character. No, I'm not out of character. I'm Hank. Wow. Anyway, oh, keep boy. in mind that uh, all because uh, you see a lot of supposed health benefits of tubs, bathtubs yeah. yeah. online. Keeping clean. Yeah, just know. keep in mind that anything that promotes a bathtub is propaganda. And you will probably die if you get into a tub. Uh, that seems like some really bad information you're giving me, Hank. Again, I'm fucking shit-faced. So anyway, <laughs> listen, I got one more. And this you're is well put together for being hammered. Well, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Oh, I get so, that. So okay. yeah, I'm drunk all the time. Oh, I keep right. a bottle of Goldschlager next to my bed. Ugh. Yes. it's Yeah, it's disgusting. You don't want to smell my bedroom. But let's see. <laughs> shit and gold, you drink so much. <laughs> That's the best way to shit gold. I never thought of that. You imagine being an alcoholic. Okay, this is still Hank. Do you imagine? Can you imagine being an alcoholic, but your drink of choice is just Goldschlager? I mean, that would be like being your an alcoholic. Shits are constantly gold flaked. She's just like stumbling out of the store. Truly, shit gold. Fucking don't believe me. I have one more bathtub related 
thing to uh, talk about. All right. And this is more of like food for thought than anything else. This I is thought coming of, from Hank? Well, yeah, this is still Hank. Okay. I actually, I must, I thought of this in the middle, it must have been a dream because I, I keep a pad of paper next to my bed. Okay. I woke up and I just wrote down. I think Chris does dream journals too. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe he does. <clears throat> oh, all right. I don't know him that well. I just know his cousin, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. He's I've kid. never heard him mention a cousin, Greg. Yeah, it was Greg's kind of an asshole. So he thinks we're all friends with him. <laughs> I so, hope he doesn't listen to podcasts. I well, we don't let him because oh. he's been in the basement of CDC for thirty seven years. Oh, all right, all right. Um anyway, just food for thought. Mm-hmm. Next time you're thinking about taking a bath, which I highly recommend you not do it. Doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. Um think about it this way. Who hates baths? Uh I think little kids have an issue getting baths sometimes dogs hate baths and dogs can sense ghosts i don't know some dogs like baths well not my dog what kind of dog do you have Hank? i have a german shepherd i don't believe you but mm. go on so dogs hate baths and dogs can sense ghosts so should we really ignore their intuition that's that's your that's how you're ending this story that's some heady stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I got to go, though. Like, do you have... Oh, actually, before I go... <laughs> Why'd your voice get deeper there? It's been like that the whole time. You're oh, just not okay. paying attention. I, I'm sorry. Hey. Sometimes I forget how to talk because I'm so fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Uh, uh, as a, uh, an officer of the CDC, at least for another three weeks... 20 do you, minutes? <laughs> do you have any questions for me? I'd love to answer any questions you have. Um, no, no, I'm good. Okay. I think right. I've got all the hygienic information I could handle today all right. about bathtubs. Yeah. No, I guess I do have one. Yeah. Go so for it. Showers are okay. Yeah. Showers are good. In fact, if you get anything from this program or my whole tour that I've been doing for radio shows, mm-hmm. you should just take showers. Okay. You should shower three times a day. What if you stand in a tub and shower, but leave the water plugged so it fills the tub up? I mean, it's there if you're playing a risky game. It depends if it's a quick shower Mm -hmm. and you don't slip, then you might be okay. Okay. But like if it's a really long shower and the tub were to fill up and you are Japanese American. Like your feet could die. Yeah, your feet, you could lose it. There's a lot of uh, amputees that the system's (laughs) paying for right now because of all these bathtub related, uh, they lose the bottoms of their legs. A lot. I, Hank, so, I think your Uber just pulled up. Oh, yep. That's Wait, no. Wait, I'm driving. Oh, you drove. That's right. You're a drunk driver. Did, yes, Did I you am. forget that you ordered an Uber? What? Where? Yeah. Well, honestly, whatever I drank in the car is I'm wearing off. I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got to go. Uh, love the show. Thanks. You really we, enjoy We have it. a great time doing yeah. it. Good luck. I will and, say, uh, Hank, uh, this one has gone a lot better than the jobs episode. I yeah, I listened to that. Yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> I was driving drunk at the time. But uh yeah, I'm going to take off. I got to get to the BB&B and uh, Is there a liquor store on the way there? Sure. Okay. I think there's I'll three of them. Into one. Hey, Chris, here you go. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Hey, how'd it go? I was watching dog TV out in the living room. Uh you were here the whole time. Oh, was I? Yeah. I'm super drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that was a very interesting show, Chris. I wish I had done is, is that who oh okay. He's a hell of a guy that Hank.
Yeah, he's a full-blown alcoholic. I mean, everybody has their uh, obstacles. Is that what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, everybody he's, has he's their struggles. He's driving drunk right now, telling people not to take baths. <laughs> that sounds like Hank. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> all right. Um, Wish I had been here for the oh, rest of the man. show. I, I have that sounded a... like you guys were having a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast. I, I think I took away that Japanese people die in the tub a lot. Yeah, I was reading about that. I was uh, actually going to do that story for the show. Oh, okay. And like I had it half wrote out. but because So of my why voice... is it? Because they relax? They get too relaxed? So from what I understand, and this is me talking now. Yeah, um, yeah. Hank's gone. That is, and was it something like fourteen around 14,000 people a year die? in bathtubs in Japan because they fall asleep. And drown. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Yeah. Absolutely 100% insane. Like a, a society that's like, like they- Cutting edge. Yeah. yeah. Like think of like when the, uh, when COVID started and everything and like they fucking shut that shit down. They did all the masks. Like they were just like just super Used good about to it. Like it. Yeah, hardly yeah. Anybody, anybody died at all. But then they just get into a tub uh-huh. and die in the tub. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that maybe you know I think it it like that Kuroshi or whatever. I had to look it up. Oh uh, yeah, that the hardcore work ethic, like no shame sort of mindset. Yeah. You didn't work so hard. You wouldn't be so tired mm-hmm. in the tub and you wouldn't drown. That could be the could be the case. And if it's a public tub, wouldn't you think that somebody else there would help you? Maybe they fell asleep too. I'm not convinced by the whole thing. Wow. It That's, did make me think of like, didn't you always want to? Do you always want to do like a public bath with everybody? <laughs> no, that was the running joke because I saw a picture of Roman toilets and it was just like a line, like a, a line of toilets. Said, oh, oh yeah, yeah it was you can, shit with your buddies. Yeah, you can dump with your buddies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'd want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm ashamed of anything I do in the bathroom. I don't want anybody <laughs> else to see it. Honestly, I wish. So long as it's hygienic, right? Huh? So long as it's hygienic. Yeah, like okay. I just. I would rather poop outside, and Ginny could use the toilet. Uh, that's yeah. Do it. Do that from now on. It would be like uh, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's very interesting, Hank. Chris, Chris, Hank. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, all right. I'll give you his number and I don't email want to speak to it. Hank ever again. <laughs> he probably won't live through the week. <laughs> He was stumbling pretty hard when I passed him in the hall. He'll be be wrapping that car around a tree soon. (laughs) Boy, I can't wait till the next episode because I am going to be on point. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. You also selected this topic, so I kind of hope so. I had a lot of fun researching it. Uh, You already have your story picked out for next month? Oh, no. This one. The one that I didn't do today. The one that you (laughs) threw together in 28 minutes? (laughs) At least it was thrown together well. I'll give you that. Thank you. I mean, yeah. That's awesome. Do you have anything else? Uh, No, just the usual closing stuff. So uh, on that note, uh, so thank you guys for listening. And please don't forget to share the show. That's a huge thing. Uh, You could follow us on Instagram at TSPodcastOfficial. If you would like to take the extra step and help us financially, please check out the anchor.fm link in the show notes or consider buying a shirt from Studio4East.com. And that is all I got on the outro. Hey, what? three orders went out, you told me the other day, from for shirts. So to whoever bought shirts, mm-hmm. thank you very much. 
We really appreciate it. I think I know for certain two. I know two of uh, yeah. two of who they are. Yeah. Who, yes. The third, I don't know. Hmm. You never know. I suppose I, I could ask, but yeah. So we had three whole orders, <laughs> but I'll take it. I appreciate it. I don't think I have anything else. Um, I have pretty well covered it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, expect another episode in. I can't remember. We got to do it in a certain order. Soft but, serve is next. It's a fucking super serve. There's May April, and April. That's right. Together. And then we're going to hit episode 40, the end of May. It's kind of a milestone. The show's older than we are now. Kind of, yeah. Actually, I think this episode will be older than us. The well, because po- if you go for a little bit, because our birthdays are next month. Because podcast years, every two weeks is one year. Oh yeah, this is an old show. So you know what I'm saying? Hey, we we beat the seven episode limit, or we, whatever yes, it was, we had whatever our it used way to with be. it. Yeah, <laughs> we had our way with it. Oh shit! All right, so I guess that's it. Um, again, thank you guys, and yeah, share the show, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye everybody. Bye for now. Bye.